Are you ready for some unvarnished opinions? My name is Keen. Pancha, pancha, pancha. I'm James. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> along to Sissy That Pod. This is RuPaul Drag Race reaction podcast on the Headstuff Network, and we're talking about Snatch Game Holland. Uh, were you excited for this episode, James? I think I was going to lie and say I was, but then I think that people, regular listeners, will know they'll say that I, I came mm. at this episode with a certain amount of trepidation, shall we say. <laughs> well, I know that's how you left last week's episode, but I was wondering maybe, do you know, the no social visits in Ireland at the moment, maybe that you were like, do you know what, I'm fully ready <laughs> Caution for Caution to the game. wind. No. Um, no, I, I would say that the... I, I, a successful snatch game relies, I think, a good bit on either knowing the characters or being able to get the nuances and the jokes well enough. So I think in this episode, snatch mm. game suffered from not really understanding the references. We'll hear more on that now in the next <laughs> we will. hour. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode uh, guest was the wonderful Ariana Grinder, straight off the back of her winning the Queen of Quarantine. Well, I mean, she could be she could be it. back competing again. Yeah, Queen of Quarantine too. That's it. Like America's Next Top Model, <laughs> they just have a new cycle every six months. <laughs> it's Queen of Quarantine All Stars. Yeah. Now is gonna happen. Uh, for non Irish listeners, that is a, a local competition that happened here over quarantine, uh, where local queens sort of competed. Um, so yeah. Anyway, Ariane is actually hilarious as well, so you'll love this interview with her. So. Welcome to the podcast again, Ariana Grinder. Well, Ariana, thank you for joining us. What has your opinion of Drag Race Holland been so far? Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, so far, I am really enjoying it. Um, more so than I thought. Um, okay. Obviously, there's like the language barrier. And of course, I'm, I can read. It's fine. So paddle down. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a racist. I will not complain. That's fine. But... Um, I was afraid, you know, the way you'd lose some of the gags or maybe mm. something would be lost in translation. So far, not really an issue. I was having a really great time up until this Nash game. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it was going fine. I was I was happy enough. <laughs> not many complaints. Um, but yeah, it was this episode that actually kind of really bothered me. And you probably know what I'm going to say with the whole like non-binary issue. And I was like, girls, this is the campus yeah. show on television. Mm. Get it yeah. together. And I'm sure... Um, I'm not going to say more because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to bitch too much, just in case I do get cast on it one day. So, yeah. <laughs> great job! Yeah. Are you relocating to Amsterdam? Absolutely, I'm I'm flying. I've been watching me Nikki tutorials videos. She teaches you. Do it at the end of the oh, very good. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Fuck a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently now Abby. Uh, her Dutch is as good as her English, which I mean, I'm sure is very good, but it isn't perfect. Um, so, I mean, you know, maybe they're opening up to Queens who, you know, but which is a Duolingo level of Dutch will be, you know, season I'll four. stand there. I'll have my dictionary in hand. You know, <laughs> Celtic flavor. <laughs> What's that in your hand? Oh, it's my dictionary. <laughs> Who's been your favorite up to this point? Oh, I'm going to be very, very, very gay and say... Envy Peru. I love Envy. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I, I didn't think I was going to like her because she was getting the Rita Baga or, like edit. I mm. feel like it, the whole thing is set up for her twin. But that's probably the conspiracy theorist in me. But I feel like oh, she was well, the whole... You and James are... You yeah. know, <laughs> I don't know, like, you know... Wearer you hats. Are, no, but you are the experts. Because <laughs> I remember like, the last time when we sat down, like you were saying, this time a year ago, we sat down and you just had all of the fucking, like, you had a 
his spreadsheets. You were telling me the average age of the winners. And I was very impressed. So you are the professional. So That's a, yeah, we're the QAnon of drag <laughs> intel. <laughs> T-Anon. Yeah. Very capable hands. Uh, I mean, I've stopped doing the stats. I need to find more avenues of stats to sort of uh, interrogate, I suppose. Bring that oh. back. Um, okay, so this week's episode starts with... I mean, I think it's it's it happens almost every season when somebody has lip-synced a good bit and they were like, if I have to lip-sync my way to the crown, <laughs> then I will. And the queens have to react appropriately. So this is what Abby is saying basically to J- Janie. And I thought, I was like, this is normally a bad sign. Means she's going home this episode. So I was surprised when things got to later on. But before we go there, it's a mini challenge. They have to get nude. And with the exception of Envy Peru, I was su- surprised by how... I don't know, scared they were of it. I just would have thought they'd all be gagging to get their kids off. See, this is the thing. I have notes. I made notes. <laughs> I'm a professional girl. I'm very professional. So I wrote, it was like Drag Race meets America's Next Top Model meets Naked Attraction. I know, I'm so funny when I write shit. <laughs> anyway, I gagged. One of them said, I think it might be an envy, but I'm not sure. And they were like, oh my God, I just got over it. This is what the community needs right now, bitch. As if the last thing our community needs is another skinny white twink running around the place for body positivity and body sh- are you messing i was like come up for air Cop on. one thing one thing i was thinking is that um alaska and willem and race chaser often complain about the fact that the tasks that the people are set during the the show aren't really relevant to stuff that you would do in like your actual drag mm. career and mm. i was thinking you know what artfully taking good nudes actually is something really relevant to your career as a gay person. <laughs> in the dressing room, like, it, it's nothing to me because I've been working, like, as a singer-dancer actor since I was nine. I'm nearly 30 yeah. now. Um, getting bollock naked in the dressing room, you don't bat an eyelid. So I suppose at first, that's kind of... Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could say that's a way of getting you used to sharing <laughs> yeah. a dressing room or their, a dressing room with different drag queens. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I felt that it was really out of place to have this because it took up so much time. Like there was so much time given up to it. And then you had like about three minutes of snatch game and then the runway took it. Like it was it was such Maybe a weird Maybe it was to make up for the fact that the snatch game was just a little bit Diane. It was a bit dire. Danny <laughs> yeah. It could have been that. Like, oh my God, let's distract them all with some nudes. I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed that like four weeks ago. Yeah. Like, after they edited Snatch Game all the way down and kept as much as it in to make it like viewable. And then they were like, no, let's throw in some nudity for the, for the gals. Yeah, maybe if we watch it again, we'll just see sort of a pixelized Patty Pam Pam standing to the left. You know, that we didn't see. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I would say that this cast are like, you know, skinny twinks aside they're, they're all very attractive i know i just remember when they when they first announced the cast i noticed that straight away i went and i added all of them on facebook and i was like mm, this is cute and <laughs> um well i remember thinking that but now when the naked attraction episode i'm like okay now it makes sense they had this written down they knew what they yeah. were doing they had to, and Janie Jacquet was very comfortable like i think that there was a full frontal shot there that we we got yeah. I was like, what is this on Drag Race? It was covered by the subtitles for me. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I turned them off. I was That's like, I can speak Dutch now. <laughs> I think they all just did well. It was hard to choose a winner. They seemed to, uh, uh, Janie seemed to win because she took good direction. But I think uh, Envy's story was, you know, quite heart-wrenching. I, like, it actually, I felt emotional watching it. And I was like, that must be really tough for her and yeah. her relationship and stuff. So I definitely empathised with her. And I think that's kind of what she needed. I think she was coming across a bit 
stone faced with Rita Baga, like you said, kind of, you know, not letting anyone in. So I think this was definitely mm. a good moment for her. Mm. Good for you. Then they are told they're doing Snatch Game and they have a walk through with Fred. So I know last week uh, I spoke about who everybody played in Snatch Game, but I'll just do it again in case, you know, people might have just joined because Ariadne's here. Because and Snatch I've watched game. it and I've rewatched it and I rewatched it and I'm still trying to get everyone's name <laughs> right. So it's <laughs> <laughs> very hard when it's not like your first language. I, I, I mean, and definitely. you don't know the re- and you don't know who like you don't have any point of references for where they're coming from. It's like who even are these people? And I think my brain just makes me feel oh, oh you're you're learning shit, so it makes me feel like I'm back at school and it gets me back into that frame. Where I'm like <laughs> yeah. ah, education. No. <laughs> so we all know Joe Exotic. So that one's that one's a tick. I'd be very interested to know um, who Abby OMG was doing. Yeah, so she played this Michaela Cox. She's a, like a reality TV regular. So she won the Dutch TV show. Uh, it's the it, Dutch equivalent of Ladette to Lady. I don't know if you remember it. James loves it. Basically, like these girls go and they go to a finishing school and they learn etiquette and all that sort of stuff. The only thing I did get from it was that that shady edit transcends language. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the crickets. But even before we got the crickets, it was like, you know, like when you're watching the X Factor and the and like like the chicken man came out with the chicken farmer and they start playing that like clown music here we fucking go I, I just knew they were set and I was like oh, gonna there was, there was new sounds like the, the subtitles for me like told me about the like the sort of soundtrack so I wouldn't it was like double drum and then a cymbal before when Abby <laughs> tried to tell the show mine just said shady edit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it <looked> great <laughs> She's supposed to be some sort of Gemma Collins-esque. Like, she's been on a slew of, of real uh, shows, like Real uh, Girls in the Jungle, Real Girls in the Prairie, The Great Jesus Quiz, that sort of stuff. And so, shite-like, but oh, sure very entertaining. On that. that sounds fab. Annie Schilder, well, we didn't really learn anything about her. Like, they, she just said her name and they laughed. But she's in, like, the Dutch version of the Bee Gees, I would say. Um, okay. Was she the one who was in the, like, weird flying nun costume? Yeah. That was Janie Jacquet. Yeah. I didn't understand that costume choice. So she's from Volendam, uh, which is like a farming area of the Netherlands. I'm guessing right. this is a traditional garb for that area. Come on, representation. Janie's from, and that's where this woman is from, so that's why she chose her. Mama Queen did Rianne von Dorst, so she's just a, 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 a lesbian rock star. And she looked great. Very funny. Mm-hmm. I, knew, like, I don't know who she was, but like we know that girl. Mm, she, and she's going to be mm. on the show next week so you can oh see oh my god that's like. cute Sader Jean was Mega Mindy who's just a kids TV character I said last week she was like super or Power Rangers meets uh, Sabrina I was very intrigued by this because yeah. like when you're auditioning and stuff they do say that you're not allowed to like a a copyrighted, par- character. A copyrighted yeah. character so mm. did they get around that by adding a mega or what I think, I think so, they yeah. did yeah <laughs> making her Mega Mega Mindy like could I do like Bosco Bosco. Bosca. Bosca Bosca. Like, I don't know. But Bosca, probably, and the make it her. But you know what I mean? It was very, like, they're very adamant that you can't do, mm. like, yeah. character. So I was very, like, oh, God, is, is this the same character? Like, is it the same costume? I was very intrigued. Maybe, maybe that Mega Mindy's gone out of 
she's gone out of copyright because they were like, this is shite, this is trite, get off the telly. <laughs> Sadie Jean's impersonation was so bad it wasn't actually recognisable under copyright law. <laughs> they didn't They didn't actually use enough of it on screen for it to, to breach copyright. <laughs> and then finally, Envy Proof was Patty Briard. So she was in a girl group called Love and she was a Playboy model turned reality TV star. She had her own reality TV show called Patty's Posse. Um, and she's kind of known as the fairy gay godmother and known for being rude and abrasive. So I think we saw that. And like, I thought Envy did really well in the task. Like, I felt I knew her. I knew that this was the sort of tongue up to the top teeth and like squint your face. Like, I feel I know that woman now. I think she did a really, really good job. Yeah. And I feel like her positioning on the panel as well, that's a very good place. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is um, the, the James coming out on me now. But I feel like it is very like, okay, top left nearest to Rue or Fred whoever you're going to do very good bottom left like, like I feel like there's certain places they put you where you're not going to get lost yeah I think it's easy if you're on an edge it does seem to bode well for you, you. Um, I'll make sure I am sitting there I was like no that's my seat um, <laughs> I did enjoy Envy I didn't know who she was but I enjoyed her performance it was the in between moments which are like when she wasn't acting she was reacting which I find is very good mm-hmm. she wasn't just like deadpan um, I think mm. that's very important and not just acting yeah. but like snatch game like being like switched on in your character she was making funny faces she was like clapping back there wasn't a lot of clapping back happening but she no. was doing it and she made like um, the, she got the real reference in she brought up the inner saboteur the famous yeah. inner saboteur mm. I was like oh she knows how to play this bitch is getting in real good side I was like she's in a, she's a top three moment for sure I feel she's the only one who had any sort of improv spirit in it when it was like, mm. what does the that perfume smell like? Bankruptcy. Like, I think that was the only sort of like funny off the cuff remark that we saw in the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, I do think we, we have to mention how like fantastic an impression of Joe Exotic Chelsea Boy did. Oh, like I didn't. God. Like I didn't think it was like particularly funny. Like I wasn't rolling in the aisles laughing, but it was... Like it was an excellent like impression of Joe Exotic from the TV show, um, yeah. Well, I I I really enjoyed Every Prue the most as well. I do think she was the actual funniest, and like her mannerisms were really clever, and you just you did get a sense of who she was on the panel, which I thought was which I thought was good. But also, it was a low enough bar. It was everyone else were one trick ponies. Janie's one joke was hi my name is Annie Schilder Rianne Von Doris Mama Queen's joke was I like pussy like I mean what a basic oh, and joke and she was like what does it smell like vaginal, vaginal moistness. moistness that's not even a smell that's <laughs> moistness that's <doesn't laughs> a texture like what's going on you're gonna re- make a joke make it make sense <laughs> Well, I don't even can't remember what Abby's <laughs> one joke was, but she got like nothing. She, was... she looks lovely, but it started and ended there. She did look lovely. We have to give her that. The lovely girls competition. <laughs> yeah. They all have lovely bottoms. And we know that from the nude shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, at the risk of like over explaining all the jokes, I like Googled everyone they, they mentioned. So I'll mm-hmm. just give you a big reference of the, o- the only three questions were asked in Snatch Game, which I think is a sign that it was really bad. The <laughs> first question they asked was, uh, what musical would Chantelle Jensen be in next? She's just a Broadway star, so they were still... Pancha, pancha, pancha! Come on, uh, so she- Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum, please welcome to the stage, Duolingo. <laughs> 
so they just had to come up with uh, a musical for that. The second question then was, what does the new fragrance by Patricia Pay smell like? So Patricia Pay's daughter is going out with the character Mama Queen played in real life. So that was kind of like one that was close to home. And I think that was brought up in the episode as well. And then somebody said the, the sweat of Adam Curry, who'd be this woman's husband. So that was the reference there. And then the third, the third joke was basically just, what did my gay parrot say? And the joke there was because... The Dutch for parrot is para, papa guy, papa gay, oh. and that's like papa and gay. That was the, that was it. Then that's that game. That's a wrap. I, all of those people that were mentioned throughout it, they just sounded like co-stars Moira Rose would lift off <laughs> as she was talking about some kind of random story <laughs> from her past in Shit's Creek. You know, I can just uh, imagine like John Dirksen, like <laughs> <laughs> Patricia Pay. <laughs> You know, you could just, you could just set, you get that sense about it. <laughs> yeah, it was very that. Uh, and I, you, I, I might have noticed that Cedrigine kept talking about someone called Toby. That's the character that Mega Mindy is supposed to be in love with. So like, that was her one joke. Like, it was like, what did the fragrance smell like? Toby's arse crack. I was just like, are these drag queens seven years old? Yeah. I mean, when you think back to the the epicness that was UK Drag Race last year, yes. where you had Maggie Thatcher and Trump, like it was, you know, it yeah. was very good. But then in my head, I'm like, was it shy or are we just not getting it because we're very, very <laughs> maybe maybe if you knew who John Turkston was. Yeah. I think the fact that they only showed three questions is a sign yeah. that they didn't even think it was good. Mm. And then it was yeah. lots of nudes. <laughs> yeah well that I mean well, the fact <laughs> that they didn't even cut out any of the problematic shit later on was like no we need to leave this in for time who who would who was the worst for you Ariana on such game um, take your pick I feel I'm gonna say Abby OMG or Abby oh my god Abby oh my god um, but I was heavily influenced by the, the crickets and all I'm very Im- like I'm easily influenced I'm easily led I'd have to watch it without all of that to get like a, an objective opinion but i think mm. it wasn't looking good for her. it was very obvious that she mm. was at the bottom again i just didn't understand anything about why i know it's obviously more like localized but that jamie jackay character i i didn't like all she said was her name you know so <laughs> <laughs> and they laughed every time you know it's like it's like matt damon in team america <laughs> So and I didn't I didn't like the costume either. I was because it felt sort of like I was like, but this isn't this is like a weird farm lady caricature flying nun, not not like a, a celebrity. Flying nun. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the runway theme this week was split personality, or at least that seems to be what the queens were told, because when it gets to the runway, RuPaul announces it as half man, half queen. Um Mm. I think herein lies the problem that I think the queens get like a brief when they go on to the show, but it's not the final thing. They can change it. And I think they all just stuck to the split personality theme. And Mm. that's why the judges got so annoyed. That's actually one thing before we because before we get into all of this, there is a lot of like sort of sob stories going on in this like in this series in general because we had like the envy peru 
one in the nude thing about the the, the, the abusive relationship yeah. about how that sort of had affected his body image. Then we had like a mini one when they were getting ready for Snatch Game about how Jamie Jacquet had been bullied in the local village and that's why he wanted to be that flying nun. And now we get into the sort of... <laughs> now we get into... <laughs> Now we get into this like whole discussion on binary. Don't let that go. Not let that one go, guys. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> clearly upset. You need to write a letter about it. letter to your local TD. <laughs> I was offended by the flying nerd on my screen. As a good Catholic boy, <laughs> I don't believe nuns should be airborne. I was offended. <laughs> but no, and then you get you get Mama Queen talking about the non-binary thing, and it's just an awful lot of like like an awful lot of emotional content you know yeah a lot of that they were giving us a reality tv gold they wanted yeah. their equivalent of the bafta or the emmy yeah, yeah. i know i felt the envy one was was legitimate and i, I don't and then the Janie was our mirror moment and then the rianne i think was a really valid one brought up by the the judge's comments i think but do you notice when it cuts to untucked it was like how do you feel about that oh i'm pissed off okay back to the <laughs> yeah. it was like done so quickly <laughs> yeah I, I i that's the whole like the non-binary thing the fact that they the judges hadn't been prepped to sort of understand that that was going to be like the sort of gender stuff is going to be something that is going to be coming up for these contestants mm. they hadn't a clue. It made them come embarrassed yeah no. It, it made them come off extremely poorly. Like that Nikki Plesson, the way she was kind of like, oh, you're non-binary. Yeah, yeah but what we wanted was to see, like, you, you're a man and a woman. And there it is. There it is, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and my non-binary friends. There it is. <laughs> Dropped. Like, like what? We, we'd like you to be binary. <laughs> we, we see your man. I was doing some reading on your man, Carlo Bozard. Um, and he, according to Wikipedia, got in trouble. There was some... Oh, people on the internet had opinions oh. when he was asked about a new television station that was to feature mostly people of color. And he kind of was like, oh, I don't see why you'd need to hire somebody just because they're black. Why can't you just give it to the best person? And, you know, not oh, sort of missing sorry, the point. Sorry, no, you seem to drop your privilege. Let me get that for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seems to sort of miss the point of diversity and representation and all that. So it's not really surprising that he absolutely missed the point again when it came to this. And when he's thinking he was solely wrong when he turns to Mamba Queen and was like, but you, you know, you're supposed to give us a man and a woman. And they were like, oh, you know, this is non-binary. It's me and my Sepator. And he was like, well, if you have to explain the story, it isn't, it it's not clear. <laughs> that's not their that, job. Like, do you know what I mean? If you don't understand, it's not their job to educate you. That's your job to educate yourself. I would yeah, not only that, like th that criticism is only fair when the people you're showing it to have a baseline understanding of what you're trying to show them. Yeah. If you go out there in a perfect Brigitte Bardot look, I'm just thinking of Aja now and All Stars 3, and people don't know who Brigitte Bardot is, you're going to have to tell them who it is. So like mm -hmm. th that argument from him, I think, was not on. It's very tone deaf, yeah. much like a lot of the things that George has said. For example, what's her name? Uh, Ruth. Oh, he's in the note. Oh, she's in the notes. She's digging through the receipts, <laughs> digging through the trash. Um, but yeah, Ruth going fucking. She was like, oh, she didn't understand why Abby, oh my god, was doing like the sexy camp wink as a boy. And I'm like, all right, so we're just gonna like fem shame this person mm -hmm. on and demasculate them on the campus TV show. Yeah, and the world. I'm like, really? I was like, really? I wanted to shake them. I just wanted to grab the pair of them. And shake them. And it's just yeah. really, and it was very triggering for me. But I like I don't like identify as non-binary. 
I am very camp as a boy, but it's, it's not even that. I can just imagine what someone non-binary or yeah. someone overtly camp who is kind of sensitive to yeah. other people's comments, how they, if me, if I was triggered and read, like I was reading, is that even a word? I was like, yeah, I you were picked, reading it as, yeah. as human. Um, so I can only imagine how anyone yeah. else was reacting to that. I think that the problem obviously is that they left it so vague in what the actual instructions were. Like if they've been really, really specific and said, the look you need to do for this runway is hyper masculine half, hyper feminine half. And that's what we want to see presented. We, that's what we want to see as part of your runway presentation. And people would have been able to say, okay. And then there, there would have been no gray areas and there would have been nowhere where could you could get mm-hmm. this like weird thing of like some people interpreting as like personalities but then the judge is expecting it to be like to do with gender and like it was all very like i think it was it was the productions for oh definitely and properly explained yeah to the contestants and the judges what it was that was being looked for yeah no you're dead right like is it is it level three is it level four is it level five is it level three and a half <laughs> yeah. is it level three it's level two plus but the cubs are so close <laughs> 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 yeah, le- level three, but you can't go visit the mace. Fifi That Pod, as you know, lives on the Headstuff Network along with a ton of fantastic Irish podcasting talent. And this week, we are going to bring you a little snippet from Dubland, the comedy podcast with Suzanne Kane and PJ Gallagher, where they talk about Irish international stories and it's totally addictive. So let them take it away. What is Dubland? We have to explain what Dublin is. The Dublin podcast is an eternally pregnant woman. Um, I've been pregnant three times. Yeah, but you've been pregnant since I met you. Right, okay. Hanging out with a neurotic middle-aged toddler Mm -hmm. and the way that those two people from very opposing sides of the... um, World, see the see the world around them. Is that it? I Is think that that's a good it. explanation? Yeah, of that's it? a very good explanation. Uh, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen on the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Dubyard, Dublin Podcast, Dubyard Air Let's get into the actual looks uh, n- uh, now. So, and if you're listening at home, you can join us by going onto the Drag Race Hall on Instagram. And while you're there, you can go follow me on Instagram. At Ariana Grinder, thank you. The first uh, look is Jane Jacay. We're looking at the Instagram pages Ariana said there, and even on the Instagram page, it does say category is half man, half queen. So that does seem to be the official title of it. I thought this was what is the category? A <laughs> what category are we on right a great, now? Great, clever gimmick uh, that really worked. No, now this gives a little. It's a it's a little bumpy. It could have been a lot smoother, but who am I to fucking judge? I'm a hairy man sitting in my bedroom right now. Um, <laughs> the comments about the boy side being a bit drab or whatever the comments were I was like no she looks like a camp, well, he looks like a camp boy on that side um, yeah. seems yeah. very on brand for him I that seems like exactly the sort of thing you would see him wearing kind of in the workroom or anything like I, I, I thought think, like yeah. yeah I think it's fab yeah I think so I actually think I preferred the boy half mm, matron yeah but that's because mm. you're a gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> The spaghetti jumped out. <laughs> um, I did think it was clever to use the the mirror thing though around the face and like have that like so you could get the illusion of the the two halves of it. But that was really good. Yeah, very clever. And actually, whichever camera angle they filmed that, it looked like the it looked like a full face rather than in this picture the the, yeah. the reflective face looks a bit small. Like so, it really she really fed the illusion uh, and it was great. What a smart bitch. 
What a smart mm-hmm. bitch, exactly. Uh, next up then was Mama Queen, who I think had my favorite look on the runway. Ooh. I just thought it looked, it just looked so elegant. And she just has such a sort of goddess vibe. She's just such a weird creature. I love it. And just She's so statuesque. Just, if, you're, yeah. if you're swiping along with us and the cape or the train is like in the wind, like it looks so good. Mm. Yeah. It so looks good. no, it really is. It kind of like like half of it is like maleficent, um, okay. and half of it is like Sleeping Beauty or whichever the one maleficent didn't like yeah. was. Didn't <laughs> <love>. <laughs> that whole fairy tale was just because maleficent had beef at Sleeping Beauty. Spoiler alert! Sorry, guys. If you haven't watched, <laughs> they all die in the end. Sleeping Beauty skipped her to queue once. Um, I thought her makeup was my favorite as well because it looked so different, and it was really like weird the way, like obviously, like like the way in drag you can make your lips look bigger with the liner and stuff the way oh, the one wait, half looks you? i've been doing it wrong all this time <laughs> you've been giving yourself tiny lips <laughs> but no i love the way like it just because it, it actually looks like a different face on each side like the way she's done the eyes and the lips and everything i think it looks amazing i was mesmerized by the whole thing um okay abby oh my god did you see it and say oh my god i surprisingly really like this i feel like they're making me not want to like her i think maybe it's the edit maybe it's because she's like lipsing so many times and she's keeps being kept even though she's doing shite maybe that's like rooted in in this but i think she looks really good and i thought she looked really cute as a boy giving a little saucy wink i was like yes come on femme top realness <laughs> yeah i agree with you i i thought she looked fab i and i liked both I thought that she had the most, like, because I think that uh, Envy Peru kind of did a very similar look to this. Mm-hmm. It, and I thought that, that this one was better than Envy's one. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the, like, the, like, well, Abby OMG between... disagreed with you on <laughs> the show. Well, no, I totally, I see that. I thought it was really good. It was really well made. I'm zooming in here. I like the, I like all the ties. I thought that was really yeah, clever. Was and it kind of, like, brought, it tied it all together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop it, you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I mean I feel she like she hit the exactly like she didn't really subvert expectations she just hit exactly what they asked for right out of the park and was like mm-hmm. you know. Envy Peru is next um, and she she's doing kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith half and half and she actually has a little gun in her tights which I never I even noticed <laughs> yeah. it was, was and they were like is that a gun and you're oh no it's a gun I kind of like that <laughs> I feel like they're kind of easing themselves into the guy <laughs> they're getting better um, I have to say I, as a man she had like she has like a proper sleazy man look going on as well which, which uh, <laughs> so that was very funny I felt it was hard to see like I think uh, Abby did a better like delineation of the face like you could see the half and half whereas it's hard to know where one gender ends and the other one begins I think with the face on Envy I think it's something to do with the eyebrow. If that okay. eyebrow was a bit more, was less draggy. I know some boys do their eyebrows like that. Um, I've seen it. You've seen it. Her name is Dillatrix. She works in the George. <laughs> <laughs> but in this challenge, it doesn't really work because it just looks kind of draggy. It's kind of like... Yeah, but yeah. she also has a load of eye makeup on that boy eye too. Hmm. Which, I think it looks great, but it's just when you're kind of looking at oh, Abby OMG, Abby Oh My God, you can kind of. Yeah. I mean, again, obviously nothing wrong with men wearing eyeshadow, but it's just. I totally it, disagree. I think men wearing makeup and yeah. dresses and costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It all needs to be stopped. <laughs> right now. Next up then is Chelsea Boy. And I have a I have issue with the subtitles here for me because several times she said that her inspiration was Mystique, which I presume is Mystique from the X-Men. Okay. But I don't think whoever did the subtitles or whatever you know, algorithm did subtitles was aware that they were referencing uh, Mystique from the X-Men. So it kept translating it to, my inspiration is mysticism. And I was like, I don't think that's right. Really? I'll say, okay. They just took the, the word Mystique that. rather than the, the character. Oh my I thought- God. Sorry, I just, I because I, I read the mysticism and the, the, the X-Men thing hadn't occurred to me. But now I'm like, because that's what, like when the scales all flip over and she checks yeah. Oh my god, that that is I think that's phenomenal. I'm in love with this look. I think it's brilliant. I think it's my favorite one of the whole evening. Mm, that's cute. No, I top like toot of the week. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's great. Really meticulous, like um mm. as it goes through. And on the subject of meticulousness, mm. on to our <laughs> next and final look, Miss Sedergine. This is my top toot of the week. <laughs> Thank you. Oh God bless her. Even the photography they did are dirty. Which which <laughs> which was better for uh, Kermit or Miss Piggy? Oh Jesus! Like it's like comparing shites. Like um, <laughs> I would say Miss Piggy is better just because I think uh, Kermit looks like Robin Hood. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, I see. I can't really like comment. I, I've seen some really good Miss Piggy drag. I've seen some good re. A good friend of mine, Scarlet Gorgeous, who does the Drag Race UK, UK viewing parties with me, mm. does a f- did a fabulous Miss Piggy. Um, and that's why when I'm looking at this, I'm just like, yeah. I do, I do think with Miss Piggy, the nose is so important. Yeah, the snout. A- and yeah. not having that, just like it just looks so weird. Like I had to be told, if it wasn't for like the flaps on the other side, pardon the expression, I would like the... Kermit the Frogs, like yeah, I don't know what what you want to call them, the zigzag thingies. I wasn't getting Kermit. I had to get Kermit to be told it was Miss Piggy. That was very like Trixie Mattel sixties little yeah. dress standing there with her ukulele or her guitar or harpsichord, whatever the fuck she'd just be playing these days. Um, I wasn't getting Miss Piggy from it at all. And I literally just watched the Muppet movie like four days ago. I've been getting back into. I used to love. <laughs> I used to love the Muppets. They're, I started watching it again on Disney Plus. It's so funny. Like it's so good. And it was like made in like '79. Watching a little behind the scenes on Disney Plus. I'm deviating from the plot, but I'm getting back onto it just so you all know the Muppets is very, very like recent. that Muppet that Muppet movie that came out re- not the last one, the the one that they did with like Amy Adams. Oh yeah, and, like, that was brilliant. I remember that. Was like, so but, good. but I even like the other one most. One was like Kermit, and it was like the evil. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it was so yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, though I do want to clarify that that Kermit costume is definitely just a onesie that you could have bought in in pennies, maybe two or three years. ago. And she was overcharged for. It. She did say it cost a lot of money. You were oh, you were robbed. You were Kim Kimmy K in Paris robbed. Yeah, but I don't. Does, does Kerber not have a bald head? I don't understand the green hair, and then I don't understand the green glitter beard. Mm, yeah, it's a lot to take in. But while we're on the subject of Muppets, if you want to hear a funny story, I was not recently. It was before the lockdown. I was on a grinder hookup in Sunny Cork, and I got there, and he's like, "What do you want to watch?" And I was like, "I don't mind." He puts on something random, something random in the new Muppets program on fucking um on Disney Plus. And we were just having a nice time. I'll leave the rest to your imagination. That was all in the background. And 
I see something in my peripheral. I fucking jumped. Like I literally jumped. There was someone standing there watching us from like behind the telly. And, and I look and it wasn't someone. It was the life-size cardboard cutout of Nadine fucking Coyle from <laughs> Girl. <laughs> he said bottom rights. I screamed and he's like, you okay? I was like, oh my Nadine Coyle. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll find it. I'll find a pic and I'll send it on. Um, oh my god very funny but if i put if you post someone obviously knows this queen I'm a very good looking boy by the way i'll see you again soon my darling our um, <laughs> <laughs> lord and i can go back to cork law but lovely guy but i nearly fucking died. reckon she's normally out and about but he hid it like hid his shame like putting the doom behind the tv wow she she was seen oh. i saw her <laughs> <laughs> Fred was a bit harsh on them as well. He said, did you find the challenge difficult? And they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we noticed. You know, like Fred holds no punches either. His he he called them unvarnished opinions later on, which I thought was a very clunky way, but interesting way of saying, you know, Mm. be honest. Um, well, mm. could that be like a loss in translation of way of saying unpolished? Some of the way people say, oh, it's very polished. It's very unpolished. And then, like, the algorithm or whoever's, like, subtitling it is like, oh, it's not very varnished, is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's meant to be more, like, unsugarcoated, I think, was what they were coming across as. But it's okay. probably, it was probably a direct translation. Mm. Salty comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Salty. Um, no, I do, I do think the judges were quite harsh on them. Um, and it was such a weird episode because there's so many different elements to it. Mm. Yeah. That you didn't know what the judges were taking into consideration, really, when they were, because obviously there was two winners. Carlo was insistent on that. He was like, Chelsea boy, you have won Snatch Game. Thank you so much. And Chelsea's like, yeah, thank, thank you. But you've won Snatch Game. And Chelsea boy was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know, you said and it. And then they pulled, him, pulled Chelsea boy backstage and they were like, we'd like you to talk about how important it was that Carlo shared that shit. And he's like, oh. he didn't win anything. No. For Snatch Game, though. No, he didn't. He won nothing. Like Envy, what did Envy Prue win? Did Envy Prue win something for, oh. for winning the challenge? She won a voucher for a sofa company. Oh my God, she, that's it. She won a voucher for like, yeah, for like DFS. <laughs> Hilarious. God bless her. Here's a Tesco meal deal. Thank you. <laughs> that's worth more, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> to be fair to them, though, even though they obliterated the Queens and... Uh, they seem to be much favouring Abby over Mama Queen. I actually think they did get the the judging correct. Like, I think Envy did deserve to win. I think Abby and Sailor Jean deserved to lip sync. And I think Mama Queen deserved to be low for the snatch game, but then ultimately safe. So I would say they got that much right. Fair yeah. observation. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I would concur, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they had to lip sync to a, a song called Girl by a Nuke and I thought it was really bad um, yeah I wasn't expecting Fred to do the whole RuPaul meh whole situation yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great but like at least Abby oh my god I did I do enjoy her lip sync maybe it's because I've seen her do it so many times mm. they've grown on um, yeah you know what you're expecting yeah I wasn't re- and I think she's very animated in her face and stuff and I do enjoy her if that's I find like when you're watching certain things on television, it can be very flat. Like if you were watching that and sitting like in the front row, it, like, do you know what I mean? In a theater environment or a bar environment, environment, it'd be a lot more exciting. Um, but at the same time, the, I think the right person won the lip sync anyway. I would say, I, I think Abby did a better job of the lip sync, but I feel when it's your third time, I think you need to do 
considerably better than the other person to stay. And I don't think she did considerably better. So I kind of saw this and I was like, oh, Sailor Jean's staying. Abby's going. So then I hadn't really prepared myself when Sailor Jean got oh. the boot. Sailor Jean oh was God, my favorite. Oh, God, do you favorite. want to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, hon. <laughs> she wasn't ready, girl. I was in the fetal position rocking back and forth. I was like, no. Jesus. See, this is the thing. Reality television will get you. Uh, James, what was your take on the elimination? Uh, yeah, the lip sync was wasn't the lip sync wasn't great. Um, it was quite bad, and I didn't like the song very much. Um, and I just think that the because I remembered the because it's season seven when they had um, they did that kind of like half boy half girl runway before because I remember kind of like Trixie I think was was a Trixie and Ginger. Like it was very odd having the like the the half and half drag thing. I find it hard to kind of watch, and especially like with the weird costume that Cedrigine oh, was skip in. Skip it around, which I just think kind <laughs> of like it just. I just think that like to be fair, having to lip sync wearing that, I just think was the death knell for Cedrigine. And they seem to be saying that this song was a really emotional song, and she doesn't perform it anymore. Oh, really? uh, yeah, Abby's cried over her mother-in-law and stuff like that, and then. You know, it's a serious song, and then Sailor Jean's doing it dressed as Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. But was it a serious song? Like it, it felt like the sort of song that like a, a like a X Factor runner would runner up would have on their like second <laughs> <Yeah>. album. <laughs> I'm gonna have to correct you guys. By the way, it wasn't a lip sync for your life. It was a lip sync battle. And now for the lip sync battle, I was like, okay. Reclaim. Yeah, I actually noticed. And Fred said it a lot of times because I I noticed that he's like. There are three queens in front of me preparing for the lip sync battle, but only two queens will compete in the oh, lip sync battle. So Mama Queen. <laughs> I know. It was like they had so much time to fill because Snatch Game had been so yeah. shy. Lip-sync battle. <laughs> Which queen will it be, Abby? Will it be you? Well, I won't tell you now because it could be Mama Queen, but it's not because it might be Sailor Machine. Lip sync battle, lip sync battle. But Ariana, thank you for coming on the show. I mean, you've already plugged your Instagram. Is there anything else you'd like to shout out? Yes, thank you. I am releasing my debut single very soon, right after Halloween. Um, It's called Santa Come Through. It's my Christmas single. I wrote it about like four years ago, but I was always threatening to release it. But now, some like five people know who I am so I was like you know fuck it let's release a song oh my god we're shooting a video for it too but I'm gonna release the song first and yeah it's all about like asking Santa tell him that you want a man for Christmas um references like Isis Madeleine McCann several things it's it's like (laughs) I like to call it like piss take pop but it takes itself very seriously. So you can listen to that anywhere good music is sold or streamed. Oh, I'm excited for that. Oh my God, that is so exciting. Oh, you can I also visit my site. It's www.arianagrinder.com and there's like merch and all sorts of fucking shite. Ariana Grinder for Christmas number one. Just saying. Thank now. you. Okay, so that's our fourth snatch of the year down was it worse than all-stars yes i mean all-stars created the, the one of the best meme of the year with juju b and her sensual 74 70 74 yeah. yeah yeah I, I actually there's a question which of the all which of the winners of the year would be your winner because i think gg good probably has it for me mm, so i would have said jojo siwa was my favorite of the year okay okay then gg good yeah Jojo. Then Jujubee. Jojo. Oh my god. <laughs> Jojo. 
Juju. Well, that was funnier than anything that happened at Snatch Game. Thank you so much for Ariana for coming in. Check out the feed on Wednesday. The Kiki is back for a little stint. We chat to Giovanni Vaccari, who is the creative director with the Drag Agency, the Netherlands' first drag agency. And he has a lot of tea to spill. And he kind of is the manager of some of the queens still on the show. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great chat with him and you'll learn a good bit. Other than that, then we'll be back on Saturday with episode six of Drag Race Holland. And we wanted to sign off this episode with that thing that Fred says on the show, that Dutch word phrase. So we're going to give it a go. We got one of our listeners, Benty, to uh, describe what it means. So have a listen to this. So it's like, bye, sweetie. But it has a lot of... Okay, James, are you ready to give it a go? I, I can barely remember what it sounds like, but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.